When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Now, it's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Welcome back, Team A, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen, Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, the plow, hawk, and look who's back in time for the start of the segment, Doug. Gosh, Mr. Prompt. Went to the bathroom, had two puffs of a cigarette, and back up. Yeah, this is a five-minute, twenty-second mm. break. I told them typically they try to be about six. Yeah. So you're about nervous. a minute. Well, we try to. I said the trying. Were they real big drags on that cigarette? Mm. Like, <gasps> got, the, got the cherry just like this few big. Quick, few, few quick puffs and had to go hotboxed it. Can you save a cigarette? Can you cut it off right after the this part that's been smoked and, and resume a cigarette later? Yeah. You can, but I don't think. It's the stinky factor, I think, yeah, they for taste me. stale after that. Mm-hmm. They do? Why would they? I don't know. Holy crap, he's back on time. Damn it all. That's from the Afton Alter Boy. It's ah. amazing, these listeners. They bitch I talk too much, then I'm late for a break, they bitch. I think they wanted to see you get locked it? out. Would I you think they wanted it? you to get locked out. Would you enjoy it that I don't come back? Good, he can't talk. He's not mm. back yet. Uh, can I call in or are we hitting a break? That's from Mr. Licks. Tim, uh... We. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're t- it's nothing but phone calls today. Six three six nine zero zero four TMA. Uh, Scott's wrinkled ball sack. Not his wife says Tim. Uh, that was a different Scott in the YouTube chat. But my wife does like you with a beard. Also, she did tell me she was a little upset with your wife considering her stance on the beard. That's from Scott's wrinkled ball sack. No, no, now there's tension. I can feel it. Ball sack doesn't have a beard. Why don't you grow one? No. There you go. Well, she's got her eyes on Tim. That's right. As what woman in St. Louis doesn't? I don't know of any, Tim. Thank you for saying it. Well, you can go home today and say, honey, sorry, I'm growing it back because there's two girls that listen that want my beard back, so you're out. <laughs> How would that play? Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, everything is, is just like, okay, I roll. That's what it would be. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame her either. Yeah. Uh, wow, that kind of shows that you can make it back on time. That's from the 314. It was an enjoyable break. <laughs> I didn't have time to relax. I had a couple puffs to run back You're at work, though, right now. You're at work. And luckily, the elevator... We're not relaxing. We're working. Luckily, the a break is to relax in between... I don't feel very relaxed. to put relaxed. up with all these texts. Uh, <laughs> ever. And the elevator was on one when I hit it. If it would have oh. been two and I had to wait, I might have You could have walked down the stairs. I walked down the stairs. Well, then, then you wouldn't have been relaxing. Yeah, you knew the elevator is part of relaxing. Well, is it, is it not the possible? The elevator's a part of the relaxing. Yeah. Is it not possible just to relax in the studio for a few minutes? Well, I need a cigarette. That's you can't get, by, can't get by without the cigarette? Well, if I had to. I mean, I'd go on a plane for nine hours and smoke yeah. a cigarette because I knew I couldn't smoke. But Yeah. 
Is that is that hard? At a break, I know I can go smoke. Is it hard to go that many hours without one? Eh, not really, because I know I can't smoke, and there's things I can do. Read a book, sleep, mm-hmm. have a drink, whatever. Then it makes a cigarette taste so much better. When we got off that plane in Jamaica, I mean, that's the best thing is to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, you had three in about there, five minutes. <laughs> wasn't there that famous picture of, like, a, the close-up of you smoking a cigarette in Vegas? Like, it was like one of those... Oh, yeah. I think I said uh, it was nine hours. And I told Biff, I said, just grab my bag. I'm just going to smoke. And I went outside and I filmed it. I said, this is better than sex. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, somebody gosh. screenshotted the photo. That was great. Now, is there, is there not gum or a, a pill or something you could take to get the same nicotine rush? There is, but I don't. I can, I can wait if I'm on a plane if I know I can't smoke. I got to wait. It's no big deal. But you can't wait here during a break. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not smoking when I'm sleeping. And I no. get up, the first thing I do is I don't smoke a cigarette. The first thing I do is I go brush my teeth, I gargle, go then to the bathroom. Smoke. Then I go outside and smoke a cigarette. Oh. Uh, well, I just yeah. hate to see you do that yeah. to your health. Well, maybe we'll smoke in here. <laughs> no, we can't smoke in here. Well, there was a time when radio hosts smoked, smoked up a storm. In Springfield... Mr. Meyer, who owned the place, wouldn't even let us go outside and smoke. He yelled at me one day for being outside smoking. He goes, that's why I built that room inside. Mm. I said, why? I just want some fresh air. That room inside, it's, you walk in, you can't even no, see. Excuse me, I'm putting out a cigarette You here. walk down the hallway, there's a glassed-in area where people go smoke. Was Polo Prosmeyer a smoker? <laughs> uh, cigars, I think. Oh. I remember when I first met Iggy. <laughs> Actually, I remember he smoked um, Perotis. Oh, God. I remember at 590, the man, the woman, when he was executive producer. I'd known Iggy before, but this is the first interactions. He would get there early, and I'd have Bubba the Love Sponge on air. Mm-hmm. And I would turn off Bubba the Love Sponge, and we'd go out and smoke for like 10 minutes. Oh, really? Just because we made a stand, because I didn't know about the morning after at that time. Didn't know anything about Tim or the show. But I would get calls every day, every morning, running the board for Bubba from TMA listeners. <laughs> Really? Especially on the on the woman, dude. And, like, the phone was right by the board. Like, there was no secret room, so you could hear the phone ring on mm. air. Yeah. And then I would answer and go, yeah, this sucks. Bring back TMA. Oh. And I, I don't even know. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but me and Iggy would have great conversation about how much Bubba the Love Sponge sucked. Mm-hmm. Is he I still think, around? Doing that's a good qu- I was just about to ask that question. See what's going on. You know who I did find while you're looking that up? You know, remember the garbage disposal? Remember that guy who had the, we were eating, had that food mm-hmm. competition or eating competition? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He has like 180,000 followers Those on Instagram. Right. And stuff. Really, he's yeah. professional. He is huge. Speed eater. Yeah. Boy, uh, he killed the competition that night. That was so fun. So let's see. Natty Nate. Uh, he is yeah. an American radio personality who hosts the Bubba the Love Sponge show on WWBA in Tampa, Florida. He can right. also be heard on Florida Man Radio. Oh, he's still with the man. <laughs> Did you see Alabama yesterday dumped their longtime radio broadcaster, Eli Gold? What? Fired him. They just did a great piece on College mm-hmm. Game Day about his comeback from health issues. And yeah. have you seen him walk the ground before and after every Alabama game? No. He was like a celebrity. He's uh, a no. hero to these guys. Uh, no. Are you kidding me? Yeah, fired him. That's... That's actually mind blowing. Usually, those guys stay to the. Yeah, I don't know. I was for like 50 years, honey. Dude, that's insane. Long time, man. Yeah. There ain't going to be some bad. There could be some backlash about that. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Yeah. Man. Alabama football is going to be completely different without Saban and 
Eli Gold. He went the second best person to say Alabama and Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Alabama. Keith Whoa, Jackson. Nelly. It. That guy was it. Mm-hmm. That was college football in a nutshell as a kid. For oh, me. yeah. And he was old then, and I was like eight years old. God, oh, he was great, though. Oh, my oh God. he was great. You want you guys have Cam Champ on your team this week? Oh, uh, Doug. It's two under. I Doug, do. Doug, Doug. What did you say the name was? Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ. Oh, yeah. I think you got your champ, see? No, yeah. Yeah. You about to win a million, yo? I would think so. It's all for the kids, for me. You know me. Yeah, I'm loyal. No, it's early, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I guess I do have him, yeah. What are you going to do with it? Congrats. Okay. Clay Hogarth is one over. Uh-oh, that's a problem. My guys, I, I don't know. I didn't plan this. I just picked golfers. All six of my golfers tee off in the afternoon. I hope the wind don't come up. Doesn't come up. That too. You hope the wind does not come up. It's supposed to be no wind this week. Highs in the upper 80s to low 90s and no wind. You going to play golf this weekend as nice as it's going to be here? I wouldn't hit balls yesterday. Yeah. It's too nice to do nothing. I think the courses have literally been open all year. Oh, yeah. See what we got here today, Doug. Today, the rain was in the forecast, but it no longer is. High of 65, partly sunny. Uh, tomorrow, high of 60. Saturday, out of nowhere. Where the hell did this come from? Down to 49 is a yeah. high. That was, that's weird. Because it was just... It was, Seems rude. It was just... It, everything was so consistently like in the 50s, 60s, or in this case, Sunday, high of 72. Monday, high of 74. I guess a front comes through on Tuesday. Hawks expected to be up with a high of 78, but then it drops down to a high of 68 with storms on Wednesday. Then maybe a more uh, what you would expect in late February, early March. 44 on Thursday, 52 on Friday, 65 and sunny on Saturday. I mean, let's get our work in. Yeah. Let's. Is this the year we all get to scratch? I think it is. I would think so, probably by the dotum. <sighs> I think I said a couple weeks ago this summer that winter's over. You've announced it. I announced it a couple weeks ago. Now we had that little snow. We also was... announced we weren't going to get snow, and we got like five inches. Well, I also said that they're going to be wrong. The weathermen are wrong. But they weren't wrong with the snow. Yeah, they were. They said one to two inches, and it was like four to five inches, so they were wrong. You said there wasn't going to be any snow, is what you said. Well, it wasn't for a while. Well, until the snow came, well, there wasn't snow. Until it came, but it wasn't for a while. How about that, Doug? But we had that, Gosh, that day, spin. but then the next day it's all <laughs> melting, so it was like 50-something. So It still snowed. I said winter's over. We had one horrible day where cars were off the highway and everything. Accidents and wrecks. Well, they can't drive. ESPN's Emmy-winning documentary of the Bulls' success in the 1990s, The Last Dance, was largely well-received by most basketball fans. However, players on the team have critiqued it harshly since its release in 2020, and a number of former Bulls players will now have a platform to offer their perspective on a new international tour called the No Bull Tour. Mm. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley, three key pieces in the Bulls' success in the 90s, are now going on tour in partnership with the NBL? It's the NBL. National Basketball League. I, I don't know what the NBL is. Oh. To share their collective behind-the-scenes stories of the team's success. And it sure sounds like the trio plans on poking holes in the story told by the Last Dance documentary. Pippen, Grant, and Longley recently sat down to discuss the upcoming tour during the NB... No Bull... L's? The Australian basketball. Got it. Oh. In-season award show. Grant wasted little time to blast the Last Dance, calling it a bull-blank documentary. 
Well, quote, you know me, I speak my mind, said Horace Grant、mm. in the clip. And it's going to be a no bull blank tour.、No. A lot of people really want to ask us questions about that bull crap documentary. Just come out and get the tickets, and you will hear a lot.、Mm. It's not exactly a surprise to hear Grant in particular coming out against the documentary, as he has done so in the past almost immediately after its full release. As for Scottie Pippen's involvement in this tour, it also makes sense considering the pretty drastic strain. That has been in his relationship with Michael Jordan for years now, as he has continuously ripped Jordan publicly. Regardless, it should be interesting to see nice. how it all plays out. What new information potentially comes from these three former Bulls and how they may choose to discredit the last dance in the process. The tour is set to begin on Friday in Tasmania before heading to Melbourne on Saturday and then Sydney next Tuesday. Big、mm-hmm. times for Australia. Taylor Swift is there. Doug, I know you're going. And then you're going to go see the No Bull Tour. Is there a real market for that in Australia, Chief?、Oh, yes. yeah. We wonder what happened in the NBA 30 years ago. I think Tas- Tasmania's wants to know the,、uh, what happened on that. Why don't you do it in the States? I think most people in the States saw it. Well, I'm sure if you're the superstar like Michael Jordan, you have a different way of looking back on it as opposed to one of the role players. Well, he, Come, he, he, I specifically remember watching that, that I'm like, oh, Horace Grant got called out the most, I thought.、Mm-hmm. Luke Longley, I don't really think I called out at all. I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago, so it's fresh in my mind. But Horace Grant is who Jordan blamed for. The leaks for the book, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Jackson, are you well versed on this? Or I thought that I, Horace Grant definitely got it as good as anybody.、Um, and then it was, the, was it Jerry Krause who got it? Or Reinsdorf got it real bad? I don't know. I, I feel like I would rank Horace Grant and Isaiah Thomas as the top two. Took yeah, IT、worst. got it. Yeah, that was. But that, you like that I feel IT, like, Doug? Do you have a problem with that? Yeah, I didn't like it. I feel like that, Zeke,、uh, I feel like that. Was like well documented because he was left off the dream team. And like well, the Horace Grant stuff was news to me. The Isaiah Thomas thing, I kind of knew Michael about. Michael Jordan allowed Isaiah Thomas not to be on the dream team because he's petty and he's an ass. And Seemed to work out. Yeah, it worked out well. But yeah, I just I wish Michael Jordan was in the social media era. Rodman taking a heat on that? I don't remember. Better depiction of what he is. I don't know. I didn't see Rodman there. I mean,、right. on, the, on the last dance. Yeah, he was in the last dance. Yeah, but did、bit. he take a lot of heat, or was he. No, they told the. I mean, no, not really. I didn't yeah, think so. They just told stories Story about the Carmen Electra thing. Yeah, it was well, tough to. Knew, like,、right. for him, it's tough to deny anything. Like, he did all that <laughs> stuff. You know, he left the team and at one point and then came back. It's well documented. Boy, the Carmen Electra looked good, Doug. They're starving for this information、51. in Australia. They are. Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Carmen Electra Playboy. Sold them all. <laughs> I haven't seen much of her lately. What is she doing? Still active、Let's、in the business? She's on OnlyFans, isn't she?、Uh, yeah, I, I believe、oh, so. Is there any leaks? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she does.、Um, think she's been with a woman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is she doing now? Not much. Last thing she did was she was on Britain's Got Talent in 2012. Oh. How old was she? She'd probably be close to 50 by now. 51 bills, Doug. Yep, 51. She was a little Spitfire. Certainly. Fine.、Mm-hmm. F O Y N, though. Great name. Great stage name. There's one from a couple months ago. Carmen Elector is still baffled by her biggest request on OnlyFans. What do you think it is? I think we read this through on the show. I, did. I, I don't know. What, what is it, though? Feet. Most of us forget. Probably feet. I got to look. I get so many foot requests, which is the funniest thing to me.、Oh. Yeah. I'm always like, what would you want to see me do with my feet? 
Should I stomp grapes, put whipped cream on them? What are they supposed to do with the feet? Just a, just a picture? Here's my feet? Show them. Don't you think most women in the world would just take a picture of their feet if they thought they were going to get paid for it? I mean, who cares if someone sees your feet? Yeah, I, I would say so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's see. Carmen of Lecter OnlyFans leak. Okay. You take some time and look that up. <laughs> uh, oops, something went wrong. Okay. That's what I said. Probably the virus that just yeah. took over your phone. <laughs> Tim, I shaved my head because you shaved your head. I mm. grew a beard because you had a beard. Now I have to shave my beard because you shaved your beard. Bring lemming. this big of a lemming. Being this big of a lemming is exhausting. That's from Hugs and Kisses, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Albert Pujols. Uh... The fan page continues to be full of boomer memes. Can we please segregate the page so that the boomers are in a separate room? That's from oh, Mr. Licks. Doug, did we need to segregate the fan page? I the don't older think you are, idea. the more quote unquote active you are in social media, which is Is that right? Really? On Facebook for sure. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah. yeah Facebook's gotten to be the older person social media of choice, right? Any of your friends on Facebook, Jackson? Not like not like posting status updates. Maybe. Yeah, but what about like political opinions? <laughs> Not from what I can see. I don't like scroll my Facebook news feed like ever. So maybe they are, and I'm just not aware of it. What are you scrolling? Insty, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. That's what the uh, the younger. Doug, I love that TikTok. Uh, Reddit. All those are. uh, TikTok's kind of dangerous, though. Mm, Depends. Well, they say that's the Chinese people getting your information. Uh, I, I just assume that everyone has my information at this point. Well, that's probably safe. So, yeah, you know, take if, it. If you, anytime you hit allow cookies, you're essentially allowing them to find out everything about you. And anytime you're getting paid and you didn't, are you, you are looking for something for entertainment and there's no cost, you know that you are the product. Yeah, right, right. And you know what? So be it. Jackson's at peace with that, Doug. Mm -hmm. If you can fight it and go off the grid, but then, you know, whether you like, then you'll be spready with no internet. Mm. Well, there's a happy meeting between no internet and not being on social media, certain social media. Yeah, no doubt. But, like, I'm talking about, like, data mining. Like, it's going to be tough for you to scroll the internet in any form or fashion without them taking some piece of your information. Yeah. Mr. Licks is sending in his examples. I guess he's presenting a case. And there's a, there's a screenshot of a guy who said, I ordered a five with extra mayonnaise. Now I'm afraid to eat it. And it's a picture of his Jimmy John sandwich. Jesus. That's a boomer meme. Oh, yeah. Because it's not even... Man. Whatever people think is funny typically isn't. <laughs> I think in this situation, it's 100% accurate. <laughs> What I've been doing is I share, like yesterday, I took a picture of my fish and my cornbread stuffing I made. <laughs> cornbread We're going to change stuffing? topics now and get no, back to no, you. It has, it, it, has to do right with, <laughs> it has to do with Facebook and Instagram. You just drove <laughs> off a cliff. Cornbread stuffing. And I, kn- I know that if I put it on my Instagram story, it goes to Facebook, so I've been doing that. Does it? But I can't figure out how to, to type above the food. 
Every time I type it, this is what I had. And it shows up right in the middle of the food. You can't see the food. Mm. So I don't know what to do. I don't know either. <laughs> Doug, you didn't even humor it. But, but we need that fish. We need the fishing show, and I need the fish, right? Well, my point is, I'm not a boomer, and I post my food. You are a boomer. <laughs> Am I? 100%. Oh, 100%. You're a baby boomer. Yeah, That's what boomer means. Yeah. I don't know the dates and all these things. Well, you're a baby boomer. Millennial. I believe I'm Gen X, Plowhawks Millennial, yep. and Jackson's Millennial or Gen Z? Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Z, I think, right, yeah. We've got them all covered here. Yeah, we yep. do. Yeah. Millennial, represent. Is there anything before my people. Was that the first one? Greatest generation before boomers? Yeah, because it's the greatest generation that gave birth to the baby boom generation. They right. came home from the war, and then they had all but these then there's, millions then there's of kids. Then there's a generation. What, do you, I just recently heard this: the generation before the greatest generation. Have you heard the term? No. God, silent generation. That might be it, actually, Jackson. Black and white. Everything was in black and white. Apparently, go back then. Uh, yeah, I got silent generation, boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z. There you go. But but you left out the greatest generation. Yeah, I guess that they're counting the silent generation as the greatest. I, they probably didn't get the name greatest generation until the war, I would assume. Right? Yeah, until well after that, when right, people right. finally realized what they had done. Well, so that, I guess at the time it was silent, also called greatest generation. Oh, well, that'd be the greatest. I mean, you had... Because the they saved the world. <laughs> what do you mean, you had the war, you had the depression? <laughs> they saved the world with the war. Winston Churchill's about to get hit. All right, you also had a lot of people killed, and you, then you had the depression where there were a lot of people no, lost they, all their money. They didn't get killed because of the generation of Americans. Americans saved the world from Japanese expansion and German right. expansion. You remember that, right? It was in all the... This is a bad day for Brentwood High. <laughs> I remember it. I just said, what a great generation. You know, people didn't even have jobs in the 30s. They had all their money, had prohibition, you know, all kinds of things going on. Yeah, and they survived that. And then they won the World War, basically. Yeah, I get that. That's what made them so great. Great years, not great generation. Well, it was that generation of people that did all that, bounced back from this horrible depression uh, that was of no fault to their own, really. All right, I'm not going to argue with you. Willing. <laughs> no, you, you shouldn't. I just don't understand the names for all The these. sacrifices that, they, that those people made... To, to build a country that we've enjoyed now for going on 80 years afterwards? Well, why am I a baby boomer? I never, I never, because I when never the, had kids. Gosh. <laughs> when they came home from the war, all these <laughs> couple million GIs settled down and had lots of children. And the population skyrocketed right after the war. And so, so there was a baby boom right after the World War II. So it's from 1946 it's, to 1964. So people in that age group are considered baby boomers. They were part of this boom that that was caused mostly by people returning from the war, starting their families and having lots of so kids. So after 64, nobody had kids? They did, but they're just referred to as a different generation. They yeah, weren't having, it wasn't the po, it wasn't the war veterans having kids much after 64. That's my point. Why do you have all these names for them? They make no sense. You changed baby boomers uh, to just Gen X. The, you want to go on a whole new balloon part? Doug just made the... Uh, I just told you what it was about. There was a boom of babies right after the war, all these men coming back from the war. There was a huge population burst of babies being born by the millions. There was a boom in babies, baby boomers. That's where that comes from. And then as they grew older and started having their own families, that was like the next generation. So they gave the next generation of kids a different name. Just change names every 20 years. It's just stupid. I don't like labels. Bad day for Brentwood High. <laughs> 
Gen Lady X Wolf. weren't having babies. What are, check the population. See what see between those years. Gen X had more kids than baby boomers. <laughs> well, probably because there's a lot more of them. All right. Well, so why change it? They were baby boomers too. They had more kids than the baby boomer era. I think. What are you basing that off of? Just guess. <laughs> millennials, de- millennials dealt with a lot that we don't get credit for either. I think we're the we're the forgotten. What'd generation. you deal with? I mean, we've gone through a lot. Like, we, we, okay, Doug. Well, let me finish. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah, it's like when you brought up Learn with Iggy. Iggy gold did you. So w- our generation went through obviously the housing market crash. We went through 9/11, and now we're currently going through another crash. Well, everybody so. went through all that with you. I'm, not, I'm saying we're the forgotten. I didn't say everybody's not dealing with it. I said we're kind of the forgotten generation, the millennials. You kind of always think about the Gen Zs now, which obviously that you know the most recent one. My generation got off pretty easy. At least people born in my era. Too young for Vietnam, too old for anything else. Yeah, my dad's like the same age. But still the economy has been, the economy the has economy, been pretty yeah. much booming for our entire lives. Yeah. Yeah, I was born at a pretty fortunate time. Yeah. Early to mid-50s, Doug, right around there. It's probably like the best. Yeah. But the younger people than me, they haven't gone through much either, really. You don't have to go into the military anymore. There's no draft. Mm-hmm. No one's getting dragged off to Vietnam anymore. You're not getting dragged off anywhere unless you volunteer for it. I don't know what you've gone through, and anyone else hasn't gone through. Economy's mm-hmm. been good for the most part, too. Inflation's high, but it's inflation f- high for everybody. Well, then they get labeled. You always know, see millennials are the generation that just lives off their parents, don't want to work. Want that, done yeah, I think them. that was the first. I think they've changed How do you figure that tune out? on that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, just I think like there's, just a, there's just a sense that Young people today don't don't work quite as hard as their probably their grandparents did. Don't have to. Don't have to work that hard. Maybe they do if they want the same economic prosperity, but just to get by, they don't have to. Well, that would be sound sto- I've done sound stories with people telling me they didn't have electricity in their houses. Oh, yeah, but on the other foot, I've also we've also had sound stories where people had six kids, they had one income, went on vacations, had two cars, and were able to retire at fifty eight. Like, I, I, there's on the other foot, shoes on the other foot, and I'm not saying every example of that, but yeah, they, there are that sort of people that grew up with no electricity, but ended up, they started from that, and it was able to have a one household income that provided what you need three in- income for now. But that speaks to how successful they were, too. Some of them started very successful businesses. and Yeah, but they were able to go well. to American factories with unions and all those factories now are in other countries. Like, you're able to not get a college degree and still be able to, outside of joining a trade, you're able to go to factory jobs that don't exist anymore with unions and pensions and being able to, you know, be forced to retire at 58 and still get your full benefit. There's so many of those stories. My grandpa included. He had like an eighth grade education and retired with millions because he just worked with, in a factory. With millions? Not a million. But he worked in a factory and just yeah. had great pension and great benefits, and yeah. you don't yeah. find those jobs anymore. Did he leave you anything? No. I mean, he probably left my parents some, but no. I, like I said, that, he was a hard worker, a, a veteran. But still, he, like having one income, being able to have a, a wife, be able to take care of your three or four kids and have two cars and be able to go on vacation, not be no, that is in debt, that you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So I, I realized the struggle they went through, but I think they were in a There's prosperous still, time right there. No, but there, there are still a lot of one-income homes where the one, either the, the father or the mother is successful. Right now? The other, the other doesn't have to work. Yeah. They do, yeah. 
In Huntley, oh, yeah. You oh, go to South is, City, you're telling me there's one household income? Well, no, not, ev- not everybody. Not everybody, but That's there's That's why I said Ledoux, Huntley, yeah, you find a lot of those, I'm sure. I never lived in Ledoux, Huntley. I, I would be very, I would love to see the number of single household incomes right now. Holding up, not renting, but owning a house. I would love you know, to see that. It well, has to be single-digit percentages. I've, I don't know. Maybe. Just because I think most women kind of want to work now. I'm, I'm with Some you Some of it is too. have to, but a lot of it is also want to. Yeah, Madison works her ass off. She works harder than I do in a more difficult field. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. My mom never worked. Until the kids started growing up and she had time to do it, she... Got a job just because yeah. she's bored, but it was unusual back then for the for the mom to work outside. Yeah, she the was home. a housewife. That's yeah. just, she had seven kids to raise, and which is a job in itself, by the way. Too, I'm not poo pooing that. Like that's a, that's a hard thing to do. Unless you were a teacher and you could have the same hours as your kids, it was hard to be away. Somebody had to be there. Uh, if you if you could be a teacher and leave the house the same time they did and get back the same time, you had a shot anyway. Yeah, with the summers off too. Yeah, that ain't... yeah, yeah. It works well. Now you got nannies, you got old pairs, you got uh, for the wealthy. Yeah, we didn't have uh, we didn't have preschool back then, where you could start dropping your kids off to basically a babysitter for a half a day at age three. You didn't have those back then. No. Well, daycare also wasn't like twenty five grand, which it is now. It's something insane. Where oh you, yeah. You have to decide: is it worth me working thirty or a forty thousand dollar a year job? Mm-hmm. Or should I just stay home with the kids? Yeah, when Nikki and I were young, option. we were just allowed to roam the streets. We were feral as much as anything. <laughs> just dropped you off on the side. Two and three and years old, yeah. Crawl around in the gutters till mom got home. Carrying around a, a hand-drawn map. Mm-hmm. Right, you're Trying here. to find our way home. <laughs> Mrs. Pibbles is insanely successful. It changes the house dynamic like crazy. I love being a little submissive for my queen. It's from Shrimply Pibbles. Mm. I love that text because I am absolutely in love with the fact that Madison is going to make more money, be more successful than me, and I love that. Like, that I, that doesn't make me less manly. I do a ton around the house. I, I do work. It's, yeah. Yeah, that makes you a millennial. I guess so. I'm not looking for a handout, but seeing your significant other be successful is... I like that. Who wouldn't want that? I don't know. I'm sure there were, there were some macho men out there who would think, I'm the breadwinner. I must be well, in the, the back, alpha male. In the back of my head, I'd rather me make the money and her, you know, be able to not mm-hmm. have to work. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, that it's something you also want to strive for too. But we all chose a very unfortunate career path. Yeah, but think about the exposure. Help. You know, yeah, we I, need help. Financial like assistance. Brand building is through the roof mm-hmm. right now. And that's something you can't put a dollar aside. Your Bruce Nevich is on the trade block and you dumb dumbs are talking about pensions and being cucks to mm-hmm. your queens. That's from Flip Wilson. Is he on the block? Tim, please speak. I can't take any more stupid. That's from Beer Cats. By the way, I'm a union iron worker. It's from the 314. What does that mean, Doug? There are still people out there in unions. Those are hard to find. I was a union man. They were a factory job that were just easy to stay there for 30 years and, you know, retire with a hell of a pension. Probably hard work. Doug, I didn't say nothing came out of my mouth saying it was just an easy like there were just rainbows and candy and a bunch of brunches <laughs> oh, that yeah, were being served. You I made didn't it say sound that. like you just everybody just got a union job and had well, this no, pension you weren't retired forced, at fifty eight. Well, you weren't force fed college or bust. I mean, that's the problem with my millennial generation is we had guidance counselors and people saying and basically forcing you to give you no other option. Now at least they're pushing trade schools and things like that. When I was. 16, 17 years old, 05, 06, none of that. If you had to do it again, would you not go to college? 100%. I would go to a broadcasting center and get the same 
you know, degree and job opportunity for about $25,000, $30,000 less. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't go to college, but th- there was no option. What about trade school? Yeah, those are still looked down upon a little when I was in high school. And also, it, they kind of pushed it in if, like, if you don't go to college and experience anything outside of Canton, you're just going to stay. Mm. So, like, that's also a motivator, too. You know, to get out of here. The guidance counselors were saying, get the hell out of here? No, but they were kind of painting it as such, and it's yeah. accurate, too. Yeah. No. The people who stayed in Canton are probably the ones that didn't go to college. 100%. Almost exclusively, yeah. Yeah. But it's not a horrible thing to stay there. I'm sure they're happy. No, no. I'm saying what you want at the time is you yeah. want to get out and experience things. But don't you feel you're better off seeing the rest of the world a little bit? Even if you you go, you can always have the option of going would back. Would not to change it for the world. Look at this. I wouldn't be on this show. I wouldn't have met Madison. I wouldn't be engaged. You know, like there's so many things that have happened positive for me taking that internship with Joe Rod. <laughs> That's what started it all. <laughs> Entertaining and the now city, both man. of you are in the Hall of Fame at Western Illinois. We are. You got a placard? I don't know if I have a placard. I haven't been back in 10 years. I haven't been back in a while. Mm. You didn't go for the uh, ceremony of getting inducted? I don't think they had ceremonies. They just put like a placard on the hallway of the broadcasting area. How many people are up there? How many placards are there? There's a portion. There's a couple there for sure. And you're one of just a couple. One of the guys' names was Cisco, and he's oh. like a DJ in Chicago. Cisco Kid. Oh, the guy who plays in a fan boat. Fan page club championship. It was not. I think that Cisco is a different one. So I know two Cisco's. Yeah. Well, it's been quite a ride, a meteoric ride. That's the title of my book. Yeah. Uh, Doug, uh, this guy just sent in a picture of his wife and wants to know your thoughts. Hot. It's not his wife. <laughs> it's an AI generated model. Anyone it's can do that. Major match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to college, blessed, and my buddies all became electricians. Now they're 46, make 100000 a year, and sit in a trial or all day. Now they're 46, comma, like make one hundred k a year, and sit in a trial or all day. You're saying that means trailer? Trailer. Mm-hmm. Their pension is great, too. They won. That's from Larry Thornton. Oh, that, then, the, yeah, and I'm and not... I said it before that there are plenty of trade jobs out there. Uh, there, there is, but I'm ter- in terms of like factory jobs, where my grandparents and mm-hmm. maybe your parents kind of that you had a lot more opportunity to find non-college educated jobs that could provide pensions and not hourly wages. Yeah. And so. my grandpa yeah, worked it? for the street department, and he was a pin setter. <laughs> a pin setter at a bowling alley. Yeah. I remember if it's, we were staying the weekend over there and it was snow. You'd have to get up at like 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning and oh, start doing Because people wanted to bowl? No, when he was working for the street department, he had oh. to get up and, you know, put salt on the street and plow yeah. the streets and things like that. But he was also a pin setter. Our way bowling alley, I think. The only thing about the, about the trades is as good as some of those jobs are, it seems like it would, you'd be doing the exact same thing your entire life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like you're ever going to hop on a plane to go see another part of the country for the job or nothing much is going to change. I know that the job would be very steady and you'd have that to fall back on. You'd always have a skill that's going to be required and, and necessary. It just doesn't, it seems like the ceiling is pretty low. Like you don't ever have that chance for the business to blow up and you're going to really make a killing. You might make your hundred grand. But are you ever going to have a chance to make four or five hundred thousand? You ever going to have a chance to 
to do other things other than fix a leaky pipe or fix the the wiring. That that's what would concern me. It's a good assessment, Doug. You're killing it today. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the designer heating and cooling medal. Bucks up with a one goal lead. Hey, I know Doug is talking about the fentanyl crisis in America, but let me interrupt and make this about me. I used to do cocaine, and this one time I went shooting guns. I was the Fredo of the group, and they didn't trust me with a 12 gauge, so they gave me a pellet gun. Think, Iggy, think. How do I make that sound tough and cool? I shot I, uh, uh, I shot a quail mid-flight. Yeah, that's it. Think I think I think I'd somebody rich I know prosperity. Think I'd somebody rich I know prosperity. And they had a place in Italy, and I used to go to a gay bar. I was dating the bar manager, and uh, and and it was a girl, and they're. Lady and gentlemen is where Iggy made his mistake, for I used to frequent faces, and bar manager Thomas was no girl. I remember him vividly because he gave me my hookup that night, a studded condom to use on me. My new lover ripped off his khakis and ravaged my backside. Crazy thing is we still get together every once in a while, proving it was no Donny Osmond puppy love. He's in his 60s now. Heck, we both are. I guess you could say I've got a sickness called Doug Vonitis, and the first symptom was a repetitive pounding in my ass. No. That's from Chief Spread Eagle. Chief Spread Eagle. Trash me and then sound like you're happy about getting anally pleasured. <laughs> <laughs> This email is from yesterday, but Jackson Mussolini wouldn't allow it. Oh, fall. he's power hungry. <laughs> so here's the email that would have been funnier yesterday. I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but I stand with Jackson. The blues goal horn is way too loud. When Torpo made a silky smit move of a lifetime to slide the buttered biscuit past the man with the frying pan hands, I don't want to be startled after that. I need to focus on what just happened. Let's just quietly clap and say, well done, good sir, like civilized human beings, shan't we? While we're at it, the Cardinals should change the home run fireworks, too. They are way too loud. Boom, bang, crash, blast. No thanks, Batman. Mm. Let's get some sparklers in there. Maybe a nice glowworm black snake we can set off in center field. Those little discs that used to grow when you lit them. Remember those? And one last thing, the dogs. I like that the stadium turns red and people stand. That's fine with me. We stand at polo matches, so I get it. But drums? Big, loud, scary drums? No thank you, kind sir. You know what they say about drums. Drums, drums are no fun. Loud bangs make me run. I am scared. I am fancy. Oops, I just crapped my panties. Mm. Jackson, I don't like cool, manly stuff either. You're my best friend. Thank you for your time. That's from Lee, and his last name is May. Lee Mays, pretty good first baseman for the Reds, yeah. Astros, good hitter. Orioles? A cup of I think so, yeah, right-handed power hitter. That whole email was just to let us know you go to polo matches. That's what that was. I want to echo what Mr. Smith said during his phone call. The people associated with TMA are some of the nicest people I've come across in my life. I was lucky enough to interact with the hosts at the year-end awards, and I was blown away by how laid-back everyone is. Doug, Plowsy, Iggy, KG, and Jackson were each so down-to-earth and pleasant. Tim even let me make eye contact with him while we were chatting. He didn't have to do that, but those baby blues restored my faith in humanity and made the blood rush to my loins. And the listeners? 
Don't forget about the listeners. Mm -hmm. Yes, we say some vile things as a goof, but deep down, the listeners I've interacted with at TMA Live events are also incredibly genuine people. Even if a drunk glass installer tried to finger my brown hole. Oh. Additionally, I've met a few members of the Hubbard staff, and they could not be more kind, generous, or helpful, especially Jesse Kiowski. She's such a delight. It's nice to see that TMA has landed somewhere as nice as Hubbard with professional, courteous people supporting the show. Furthermore, thank you to everyone on the dais for routinely brightening my day with your playful banter. If it were up to me, you guys would have already been given a YouTube Lifetime Achievement plaque. It's from the JV Golf Coach. Doug, what a lovely sound. Gosh, we all want plaques. JV Golf Coach. Let me spin yins a little yarn. It's like Pittsburgh right there. You mm. catch that? Let me spin yins. Oh, yeah. I used, Yins. I used, Is that what they say? Yeah. Ewins? Ewins, and then it become yeah. Ewins. I used to have this dog, this old, decrepit, one heavy cough away from passing away dog. The dog used to run the roost. He'd defecate on the floor, bark incessantly at mm. nothing, roll around in feces even after I asked him to knock it off. This old dog couldn't be told nothing. One day, the old dog stole some bacon off the table after countless times of being told no. And in that moment, I realized it was time to rein that old mud in and let him know his place in a pecking order. I grabbed a newspaper, and with the ferocity of a thousand angry sons, I swatted that old mutt right on the backside. He looked at me with these confused eyes as if to say, I can't believe you did that to me. I thought we were friends. I grabbed his snoot and let him know that if this behavior was kept up, there'd be consequences. For the next week or so, the old dog was on his best behavior. He came when called, he sat when instructed to do so, and not once to snatch food from the table. Get ready. But the next week, the old dog showed his true colors. He reverted to years of disobedient behavior and took a big fat dump right in the house. No. I did what anyone in my situation would do. I took the disobedient old mud out behind the shed and I old yellered him. Sometimes a master has to let a subordinate know who runs the roost. Why do I tell this tell? No reason. Happy Thursday. This is a roly, not a pop-pop-ish, don't ever stop, blueberry pop-pop. Odd. Blueberry pop-pop. And finally. Oh, hold on a second. Not finally. Tim, there was so much knowledge dropped last week. The moon landing was real. It just makes sense. Otherwise, how would the moon know where to move an hour when we turn back the clock <laughs> so that it stays in the same time zone mm -hmm. as the continent of Missouri? <laughs> According to this week's TWA in-flight magazines, it would be an economic boom to downtown water slide industry if we move Mardi Gras to June when the weather is nicer and ignore the fact that it's literally a party preceding the time period of Lent. Kenneth also announced that winter was over literally as it had started snowing and turned into a winter storm. Portions of Highway 40 and 70 both uh, ended up closing literally hours, but Kenneth still claims a win with saying winter was over. That's from Shooter McGavin, the vice president of 5'8", 125-pound power forwards who stay exclusively on the offensive side of the court. Shooter McGavin, talking about cherry pickers. I have a very stressful and taxing job of sitting around talking for three hours a day, telling stories about Polo Prosperi, and sometimes I get tired and forget what I was even talking about. So it's critical that I take a break once an hour and relax. Sometimes I'm late. Well, sometimes is every day. It's okay. I just make up something about talking to Greg Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> 
mentioned something vague like I'm helping or on something sales related, of which they won't bother asking a follow-up question. But sometimes my boss tells me they're going to lock me out if I don't get back on time, so I figured I better get back on time. I didn't have time to take the elevator down to where they make me smoke, so I just went to the bathroom and snorted a few rails of pharmaceutical cocaine. You know, it's weird. For some reason, people think I have a gambling problem. I mean, yeah, I regularly place long shot bets that don't hit while I'm at work. And just two hours ago, I got annoyed because I didn't get my nine bets in before the PGA event kicked off. But I don't understand what makes anyone think I have a problem. Let's say you went to Brown and you were a baby boomer, boomer, but you didn't understand what a baby boomer was even after the definition was read for you. You still struggled to grasp why the birth rate dropped once effective con- contraception became wildly, widely available. Or how great was the greatest generation really? Nobody had any jobs, alcohol was legal, and they had to masturbate to black and white silent porn film mm. where the women were built like Phyllis from the office and nobody trimmed their pubes. Thanks, that's from Buck Swope oh. and Doug. That's what we have for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, little lady. Show me what you got. Sure. Eh. Uh, I'm going to go with JV Golf Coach just because he was... It was was a kind sentiment. It was kind, and he thinks we need the plaques, and I think we need more placards around here. I agree. The rest of them sucked. Wow. Oh. But uh, he was nice. We don't get a lot of nice emails. The whole email was nice. No... uh, Doug, let me have your butt afterwards. It was ah. a nice email. So, JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. Oh. Just shift the design, okay. air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Jackson and I are going to ship it because we've got a Thursday thoroughfare coming up on Balloon Party, and that's coming your way. So, switch your YouTube channel over to 101 ESPN and enjoy the fun and games. And uh, maybe at around 1245, we'll have a quick hit QFTA. Any emails, any questions, comments are welcome. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com for QFTA. T-A. Uh, for the plow, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Higgins, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Vaughn, I'm Tim McCurney, The Spin, the morning after, presented by Brown and Crouppen.